This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Tune in live at ttradio.org, or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. Good afternoon. Um, good afternoon. My name is Mary O'Kello. So, as you know, I host the Twilight Saturday show every Saturday here on Podbean Live. To this afternoon, well, I should say almost this evening, our show will be about purpose. We will be talking about what is purpose, how do you find your purpose, and does the whole taboo of, let's say, doing your dream job or doing a job that you feel is linked to purpose, does it really exist? I'm lucky enough today because we will be joined by someone who I feel is very inspirational, someone I would say is very motivational, and he has done a lot of work um, that links to purpose and also helping a lot of teachers, head teachers, support staff and those who are working within the education system. So he's done a lot of work with people in finding their purpose and he is Action Jackson. So he will be tuning in with us shortly and we will be talking with him all about the concept of purpose. Please, if you are um, calling in, don't forget to hashtag us on Twitter. Um, what is purpose? Does purpose exist? And what do you think that your purpose led you to get into teaching? Um, it's the Twilight Saturday show. My name is Mary Okello and I will be your host this evening. So this afternoon, our show is about purpose, but I'll just like us to think about, just before I start and I get into it, I'll just like us to think about what is purpose. Um, purpose is something that exists, something is done or created from something that exists, um, a person's sense of determination. So it's the reason to why you do what you do. So the reason that means you have an end goal or there's an outcome that you feel that is going to come from it. But I feel when you are led by purpose or when you feel you have a purpose, you have an objective or there's always an intention behind it. Do What do you all think about purpose? Purpose. 
what do you think purpose is? Am I right by saying that purpose, you always have an intention, you always have a goal? What do you think? As the show goes on, I'm sure we'll be able to talk more about purpose. I can see we have a joined guest. Welcome to the Saturday Twilight Show. And we're talking all about purpose. If you have any questions or you have anything you want to write, please feel free to write in the chat. Let me know where you're um, listening in from. My name is Mary Okello. And we're talking all about purpose. And what is purpose? So I'd just like all our new guests that have just joined in to let me know what do you think purpose is? What is purpose? What does it mean to you? I like to say, when I think of um, my own teaching career, um, I do feel that my purpose does link to me being a teacher. And as the show goes on, I will talk a bit more about that when I am joined um, by Action Jackson. Um, And you will understand why I say that. I'm going to talk about it more in depth when I'm joined by him. Um, And I do believe that there should be reason or intent or everything we do should be intentional so whatever it is that we're going to get into there must be a reason why we are doing that thing i'm just going to give you a brief um background um so some of you know those of you who've joined me before um you will know that i am a teacher so i'm currently um a primary school teacher um i have been teaching for quite a numerous amount of years Um, And the reason why I felt that I got into teaching was because of purpose and because I felt that it was something I wanted to make a difference. So there was always an intention behind me getting into teaching and hence why I became a teacher. And that's why I linked that to my purpose. Um, Some people may feel that they just got into teaching because they stumbled into it. Others may argue and say that they also feel it's their purpose. Um, And some may feel that they're just teaching or they work within education because it was something that was there and it's the only thing that they found themselves doing. Um, But I really do believe I'm someone that really does believe that we must live and walk in our purpose.
before we're joined by our guests, um, I'm just going to quickly um, talk about an article that I read in um, the TESS um, articles. And the article is quite old. Um, it was written in 2017, but I still feel the article has purpose and it's linked to um, staying or leaving a school. And when I read the article, um, it's about somebody, a teacher, and the teacher is talking, the article talks about you being in a school that you're comfortable in. Um, you have your spot in the staff room and your mug is in the cupboard and you've resourced all of your schemes. You're comfortable and you're, a little part of you is getting relentless. Knowing when is your time to move on or can be prompted by many things and making that decision to actively apply for other jobs can take a little self-reflection before you finally put in your resignation. So the article is linked to the idea of whether you should stay or you should go. And I know right now, um, for a lot of teachers, some people may find themselves questioning whether they're going to stay at their current schools or whether they're going to leave or even whether they're going to leave education altogether. Now, one of the things that the article talks about is you have to ask yourself whether you are being challenged. Um, it says here that Tracy Lawrence, head school of Dane Mel Primary School in Leicestershire, says, if you're not feeling challenged, a fresh start at another school can give you a new lease of life. I think it's best to move on to a new school when you no longer feel like you are being challenged or if your skills aren't being utilised to their fullest. A new start in a fresh school can reignite your skill set and bring the impact into a new setting. And I do believe that's true because one thing I've learned is that when you have purpose and when you're doing something purposefully, then you will not want to leave that thing sometimes it's not even that you're in the wrong school you may just be in the wrong environment so sometimes your purpose could it is to teach and it is to um, be a head teacher and it is to be a deputy head and it is to um support within a school but sometimes we may leave our purpose because we feel that's not our purpose but sometimes we need to remember that sometimes it's nothing to do with it not being our purpose Sometimes it's just to do with the fact that we are in the wrong environment. So I think we have to also question ourselves that sometimes when we are doing what we feel that this is exactly in your gut, you feel that this is what I'm supposed to do. Sometimes you're not supposed to leave what you are doing, but rather you were just meant to stay in an environment for a specific amount of time and then you move on to another environment. Then you have to also, the article says, ask yourself, where do you want to be? If you are currently employed without any responsibility, but hold aspirations of one day being a head of department or a member of senior leadership, then you need to consider what your next role will offer to ensure you're on track to achieve your goal. For example, if you want to eventually be head of department, you'll probably want some experience as a lead teacher of a key skill. However, thinking about promotion in the future doesn't automatically mean you are looking for jobs that already come with responsibility right now. 
you could be looking to expand your experience of working in different contexts or in different sizes of school. It is also worth considering the potential for promotion in the new school. That's certainly something to ask if you secure an interview. Just because you already hold a post of responsibility in one school, don't rule out applying for jobs that might look like a step down. If you think there will be value in getting experience in teaching in a different context, for example, becoming a TLR with a key stage responsibility in a very large school may provide more opportunities for you to develop management skills than a head of faculty in the same school. So I think it's always trying to put things into context and knowing if something is right for you and knowing if something is for you is very important. So you have to think about um, where it is you see yourself. What is the purpose? Is the purpose for you to get into teaching and then to be a head teacher? Is the purpose for you to get into teaching and maybe get into government um, governmental work that looks that links to education. I think what we have to do is always think of what is our intention. So when I think of purpose and, in, and intention, I feel like they go hand in hand. There's a reason why you do something. There's a reason why we do what we do. There's a reason why we became teachers. There's a purpose behind that. And it's very important for us to always think of our why and think of our purpose. Um, good afternoon. Um, Leanne, can you hear me? Good afternoon. Welcome to the Saturday show. I can see that I have more guests that have... Yes, fantastic. So we are talking about purpose and we are thinking about why did we get into teaching and do we think there is purpose behind us becoming teachers? Um, I've just read a test article briefly about talking about purpose and I feel at this present time, a lot of teachers, or not a lot of teachers, but some people are considering whether they should leave the education um, um, system. Some are thinking whether they should leave the education environment, and some may be stuck. Um, I'm just thinking, I just wanted to pose a question, um, and I'll just write this in the chat. Do you think purpose actually exists? Do you think we all have a purpose? And I'll just leave that there. And I want people, if you want to write in the chat, please feel free to write in the chat. Um, shortly we'll be joined by, I said, um, Action Jackson. Um, Action Jackson is someone who is very purposeful with what he does. Um, he is a motivational speaker. I will introduce him in depth a little bit later. And I will actually share with you um, the reason why I felt I needed to get him on the show this um, this 
evening and to talk about purpose and how him being here links with my own purpose. Um, if you have anything that you want to add, please write it in the chat. And yes, let's get this conversation going. Okay, now just before we have our guest, I'm just going to take the opportunity just to read out our adverts for this week. Okay, our first advert is, with, is from the Wither Slack group. Wither Slack Group are a leading provider of specialist care and education, education and care. They need people like you to help them achieve even more. At Wither Slack, you'll be given all the resources and support you need, offered a clear path to progression and reward with some of the best salaries and benefits the industry has to offer. Wither Slack currently has some fantastic career opportunities available for you to apply. So if you would like to get involved and contact the Wiverslack group, their website is www.wiverslackgroup.co.uk slash careers. Our second advert is from Stephen Woods and for educational support in IT and computer science, Stephen Woods is delivering a number of courses, Learn to Program in Python is a free one hour course designed to start you on your way in Python coding. Everything works in a browser, so there is nothing to install beforehand. Join Stephen remotely to learn the basics on Wednesday, the 8th of June, between four and five. Visit www.stephenwoods.co.uk to start your journey. Are you a state school teacher in England? Why not be a hero this half term? Join Stephen for two days and receive up to £1,360 bursary, a bursary. Terms and conditions do apply. And this is aimed at secondary, but primary teachers are also welcome. So if you are interested, please visit stephenwoods.co.uk to find out more. And then we have our last advert from the OPS, so the OUP Smart Curriculum Service. And this is available until the 25th of July. The Oxford Smart Curriculum Service provides secondary schools with advanced, with, sorry, with an advanced based, sorry, evidence-based curriculum at key stage four and key stage three. And it connects it with resources, assessment, Next Step and CPD, powered by Oxford Smart Carabold. What makes Oxford Smart different? For the first time, curriculum is seamless, connected with resources, assessment, next step and CPD needed to deliver that curriculum. This curriculum coherence means all components work smoothly together, 
gathering data to give you the insight you need to plan, teach, assess, and monitor the progress of all your students effectively, as well as providing a personalised and adaptive learning path for all your students, Oxford Smart frees up your time to inspire a love of learning in your students and to spark awe and wonder in your classroom. Visit OUP at global.oup.com to find out more. And those are our adverts for today. Good afternoon. Um, can you hear me? Hi, Mary. I can hear you. Good afternoon, Leanne. Can you hear me? I can. Can you hear me? Perfect. I can hear you. Um, so this afternoon, our topic is on purpose. Yes. Uh, and we're talking whether purpose exists. And um, what do you think purpose is? And just wanted to ask you, what do you think about purpose? In terms of teaching? Yes, in terms of teaching, you can link it to life. I think I've been teaching too long <laughs> to think about my purpose. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I just wanted to have fun with kids, really, when I got into it. And I think I've got gotten bogged down by the bureaucracy of teaching over the past nine years. Mm -hmm. um, I find that, like, weighs down the fun factor sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm like thinking of progress all the time my first school was a very like highly pressurized school felt like you kind of had to when you breathed you had to write down that you would breathed kind of school you know yeah the kind of schools where you had to like it was just paperwork for everything mm -hmm. uh, and uh kind of I guess I like lost my lost my way there a bit in terms of just wanting to have fun with kids mm -hmm. so uh do you think um, purpose, do you think everyone has a purpose or do you think that's like a taboo? I think some people are in working in schools and probably don't have the right purpose or the right reason for it, which, mm -hmm. is, which is a shame. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure why some people get into it and it's not right for them or... I think if you're in the wrong school, you can want to do it, but... Like Tom talks about it a lot on Twitter and I, and I agree with him that, you know, you can be in a toxic school or just in the wrong school for you. Yeah, um, I tweeted um, something the other day. Um, I wish I could get the tweet back up, but I said um, sometimes it's not even that you're um, 
I feel like when we make our career choices, I think some of us have gotten to teaching because of our love for teaching and we want to make a difference and there's a purpose, there's an intent behind why we got into it. Mm. And um, I think sometimes when you're in, let's say the wrong environment, it's not that you're not doing what you're supposed to do, what you love doing, but you're just doing it where you're not supposed to do it. So sometimes it's not, it's the wrong environment that you are in as opposed to you not being supposed to teach. Because I feel like a lot of people have left the profession um, because they were in the wrong environment, whereas they could have gone to another school and they would have had a completely different experience. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, and that's one thing that I've learned is sometimes not to jump ship, but maybe just to get on another ship. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So that's what I was um, thinking about. Um, I can see that we have another guest who has just um, joined the show. Um, Just to remind everyone, we are talking about purpose um, this evening and how do we find purpose. Um, Some of us feel that we found our purpose by getting into teaching. Maybe others may feel they're not there yet. Um, Leanne, is there any advice you would give somebody, maybe? Um, I don't know about advice. I was just thinking, like, my my first career wasn't teaching. This is my second career. Yeah. And I tried to apply. I did the, what's it called? Is it the GTR, Graduate Teacher Training? Yeah, yeah. Um, A couple of years into my first career, and I just couldn't write the personal statement. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, like, I hadn't had enough life experience. I, I didn't have the skill set that I now have. Um mm-hmm. And like it wasn't the right time for it. So mm-hmm. I do think that the big things in life happen for a reason at the right time. So sometimes like maybe it's just not the right time. Um and, and I think it's like meant to be when it's meant to be. Um yeah. I just started a new school in September and it's really helped me to kind of get over some of the things that made me a teacher that isn't me, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and what do you mean what do you mean by saying some of the things that made you a teacher that isn't you? It just was a very stressful environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think everything happens for a reason and I've learned a lot from the teachers that I've worked with along the way, but I'm kind of finally in a school where I can teach in a way that I'm comfortable with and that is me. Like I'm very creative, too creative yeah. sometimes. <laughs> no, I think it's good. Um it I think it's <laughs> yeah. so uh I just think uh, some big things, even in like work, especially as teachers, it's such a, it's just such a different career. I don't think there's anything like it. Um, <laughs> I say it a couple of times at work, like the things that we do and say, I think like, do you think people in Canary Wharf in their fancy offices do? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't think they do. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I just think things are meant to be and things happen when they happen and I see a lot of like job questions on Twitter at the moment. I guess NQTs yeah. are going through that period. Yeah. Um, I was one of the last people to get a job on my skit course. Mm-hmm. So I just think you've got to believe that it's meant to be when it happens. And uh, I didn't get the first interview that I had. Um, thank God. Um, <laughs> uh, I think you're, you're, you're in the schools that you're meant to be in and you just got to believe that. Yeah, I'm. I totally um, agree with you on that one. Um, I think that some because 
every time I'm on Twitter, when I'm scrolling through the feed, um, sometimes I can see a lot of NQTs or training teachers and they're panicking because Mm. they're saying that they've applied for um, X amount of jobs and nothing is happening. And I feel like a lot of them feel downhearted. And I think it's true, like everything does happen for a reason. And I've learned that everything falls into place at the right time. Yeah. Um, I think, for example, if I think of my own teaching career, I applied to get into teaching um, during my A-levels um, and then I started my teaching career and um, degree. I left in the first year. I mm. left in the first year and I was 18. I left the um, course and then said I didn't want to teach anymore because I didn't want to finish at 2021 and go straight into teaching because I felt I didn't have any life experience Mm -hmm. so I left and I went and got into I went and studied psychology Mm -hmm. and then after I finished the psychology degree I then (laughs) what do you think I decided to do after that PGC yeah I decided that I actually (laughs) wanted to go (laughs) I then decided well actually I am ready to teach and it was Mm -hmm. funny because um, at the time when I had left, I felt that I'd given up on my dream of wanting to become a teacher. But mm-hmm. it's not that I'd given up on my dream, but I just feel like everything happened for a reason. I wasn't ready. So that's probably yeah. why. And I'm, yeah. if I'm being honest, I'm thankful mm-hmm. um, because I feel my experience um, with teaching, because after that, I went and worked in different educational settings mm-hmm. Um I got to experience life a bit and it meant that when I got into teaching, I was there because I wanted to be there. Mm -hmm. And it was because I felt like this is my home. This is where I need to be. So, yeah. And like you said, you, your career, um, you did something before you got into teaching. Mm. So, and some people don't realize that sometimes there's things that other people have pursued before getting into teaching. Yeah, I, I I actually don't think I would have been able to do it if I hadn't had my first career. Yeah, and I think, yeah. I didn't have the skill set for it. And I look at, like, one of my first, my first school, uh, one of my colleagues was, again, someone that had kind of had a previous career and then done a PGCE and gone into teaching. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of conversations with her along the lines of, I think that teachers, I don't mean to face out tons of judgmental, because you know teachers are amazing we're all brilliant and we do as much as possible but I think there's a difference between teachers that kind of go straight from university into a classroom and teachers that have had other careers done PGCEs and then gone into teaching Mm -hmm. and I think that's true as well because I think it's life experience um I think yeah that's why because I remember um I feel that when you've gone through life and you've had experiences, like for example, you had your previous career, mm-hmm. um, there's a skill set that you learn and there's things that you learn and you said you're very creative and I'm sure you bring that creativity into the classroom. And I think it's very important that we are ourselves as well um, mm-hmm. when we're teaching mm-hmm. um, and we bring our experience and we're able to make it um we can share that in the classroom and I feel like it has purpose in itself as well um it just means you're more I feel when you've um done something previously it's like when you go into it you're like yeah I'm here because I want to be here mm-hmm. not here because I need money and I need a job mm-hmm. and I need to do something because I feel a lot of people that have done that 
end up leaving teaching within the first or second year because mm-hmm. they realize that it's actually not for them and I didn't want to do that so it's like now I'm here I've been there for x amount of years it's like I've lasted because it's actually what I wanted to do there was a purpose and I think we should always have intent behind what we do mm-hmm. yeah yeah no definitely I, I think it comes down to also with you know people that leave is that sometimes you end up in the wrong school um, yeah and I think that happens to a lot of teachers I, I don't I wonder if it happens so much in like the business workplace I'm sure it does um I, I doubt I doubt like toxic work culture is only in in a school yeah I think it's everywhere I yeah. think toxic environments exist everywhere because you can lose your purpose in the wrong place that was your tweet I I just, that. I just yeah. found it. you wrote um sometimes it's a change of environment that is needed and not a change of career you're and a star thank you <laughs> so many teachers don't get to the the second clause to use a bit of spag <laughs> i teach reception now i just gotta make sure i haven't forgotten my year six grammar um yeah, I think some people just get to the end of their tether in schools that they're in and just think like, this is teaching, this is it, it's not for me, but not all schools are like that. Every school is different. Yeah. Every every school has its own culture. Mm-hmm. Every school has its own, like every school has its own ethos, its own values. And I think it's very important to find a school where you are able to thrive And you're also able to make a difference and teach in the way that you want to teach and not feel that it's become a job, but it's more like you're an educator, like you are pouring into the future generation. And I always say that, and I think sometimes people think it sounds a bit cheesy, but if I, when I always think about it, I'm like, you are because you're teaching the future generation. You don't know who is sitting in your classroom um, someone who could end up being a doctor or a member of parliament or that so many a lawyer or even a teacher and it's just through their interaction with you that we make a difference we're always on the front line mm. yeah I think from my experience like we've been talking about goals in our early years setting and setting goals that must be in- interesting yeah. like end of year goals now kind of become our like title for each of our kind of progression maps and like I feel Mm -hmm. like my my title in my experience is you just need a head that trusts you to do the job that that they hired you for yeah it's true they don't you're gonna lose your purpose and you you start you start you start um like losing trust in yourself as a teacher and that's Mm. that's like fatal I think so you said um, your previous school, how long were you there for? Uh, this is my my third school. So okay. I've done a few years in, in um, all of them, just a bit of variety, moved around a bit. I, I learned a lot from all of them, and I think each one played a purpose mm-hmm. for me and for my career mm-hmm. and, and, like, for my life. Yeah. Um, and now I have a school where... The head trusts the teachers. Mm-hmm. I think it's like not even to talk about my experience, but if you know, if you have a head that trusts you to get on with it, then you're kind of 
free to get on with it the way you you feel necessary yeah it's yeah. true you have to trust you as a teacher yeah and trust your judgment, judgment. and your um you the government don't but you need your head teacher to trust you oh you really do you really do <laughs> you really do and um do you think that um it's important for people to have like an end goal because um when I think of purpose I always think of intention and the intent um even for example school the intention behind a school is Mm -hmm. to educate young people and I won't say prepare them for the work of world but kind of to equip them for life Mm -hmm. so do you feel that as um, practitioners that we have to have an end goal, for example, it could be maybe you want to be a head teacher, you want to open a school, or you want to do, do you think that's important? I don't have end goals. I have pipe dreams. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I also have a lot of ideas. Um, I don't think you need an end goal. Some people probably do, you know, some people want to be heads. Um, I just, I feel like my purpose is just to enjoy the time with the kids and to, I I want to innovate in education and I want to be part of the wider education world and not just my school. Mm -hmm. Almost so I can like bring it back to my school in a way. Yeah. Mm. So things that you learn can bring it into, incorporate into your own school. Yeah, I think I love talking to the teacher community and that's why I think Teachers Talk Radio is so amazing. Mm-hmm. I always call it like teacher therapy, like best staff room. You get to just discuss ideas. And I think that the teaching day is so packed full of teaching and resourcing and assessments and just like mile a minute, you know, and you never really get to sit and discuss ideas with fellow colleagues. And maybe to go back to your theme, it's like maybe that's how we lose our purpose is amongst the bureaucracy and the paperwork of, of every day. And I find it enjoyable to discuss with other teachers and to share ideas and to make sure that what I'm doing is what, you know, what they're doing or vice versa. So I think that's important as well in terms of purpose. It's to not just be in your own little school bubble. Yeah, so I think I definitely... Yeah, I think I definitely have enjoyed um, what you connecting with other um, teachers outside of my own school um just even through the twitter community um there's just so many um ex people who've been um in the education system for quite a while they share their expertise their knowledge and also there's people who haven't been there for a while but they still have something that they can share and um i think it's just nice to be part of a community um that understands so it helped me to see that I'm not alone. That's um, some, yeah, like sometimes I can literally scroll through um, my Twitter feed and mm-hmm. there's things that people would tweet about what they're going through and I'll be like, oh my gosh, I'm not the only one. Mm. Yeah, like I'll be like, I saw someone was saying that they had like a really, I think, dreadful week and they were struggling and they didn't know whether it was for them anymore and it's just nice because it's authentic and they're not the only ones that feel that way. I know that sometimes I feel like that and I do feel like, oh my gosh, but then I've learned that sometimes we have these days and it's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I and I'm, it reminds yeah. me actually of um, 
a friend of mine who had an interview for a new school, but also for a head of key stage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always thought actually to go in to a new school as a new person and straight away be head of key stage must be, it must be quite a difficult thing to kind of balance the whole, I'm not going to step on toes, but I am going to be head of key stage. So I'll have to kind of manage in some way. That must be quite difficult. But she mentioned that they never once asked her what she would implement in the key stage. Mm-hmm. And she kind of felt like that stood out as a red flag almost. Yeah. And I think also, if you're not really asking that, you're just going to end up kind of just doing data all the bit, analyzing data all the time as key stage lead. Yeah. Um, so as, as a creative, I have a lot of ideas in my head. Some good, some not good, but you know, I think as teachers, we're all quite creative. We all have ideas and you need to be in a school where they'll let those ideas flourish. It's true. Definitely. That's part of my purpose as well, is being creative and kind of letting my creative juices flow. So, And I think it's very important that um, we never forget that part of us. And I wish I was more creative. I would say I do have a creative side, um, definitely not an artistic side. And my students will 100% agree, even though they're always, always telling me that I persevere and they're laughing at my stick men or women that I draw on the board. Mm. But um, I think it's very important that, yeah, just to allow you to flourish and to be able to bring what your authentic self into the school. Mm. Um, and I think schools that allow teachers to be themselves, I think it's very important as well. Mm. Very important. Um, and just for you, I think schools like a community, like you spend most of your time there you become a family because you spend most of your time in school Mm -hmm. and you're always together as well. Yes. Yeah. So it's very important that you like the environment that you are in. No, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you want to want to go to school, don't you? Oh, definitely. Even though some people, (laughs) sometimes you don't want to go to school. Yeah. We're we're all human, aren't we? Yeah. It's true. We're all tired at the moment. Oh, 100%. And I think, are you on half term? No, I start on Thursday. <gasps> you start yeah. on Monday? Thursday. Oh, no. But I Sorry. do have 10 days, so don't feel too bad. Oh, me. my. <laughs> don't tell me that. But I pay for it in July. Don't don't you worry. When do you break up in July? 29th. Oh, okay. You do. All right. I'll take Boy, it everyone, back. Everyone listening, Miss Lax will pay for it <laughs> in July. <laughs> Don't you worry. <laughs> to be fair, my body is like, you know, like teachers' bodies. Mine's yeah. like, it's half term now. I can feel it in my body. It, don't you think it is so weird? Yeah. I honestly. No, I don't. It. I think it's like normal for teachers. Yeah, I literally feel like my body knows when the holiday yeah. is coming. Totally. It's like it's my body is ready for the holiday. And yeah. I find it so funny that I always it's feel the like kids that. kids as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Honestly, I'm like, I'm a they teacher. Lose their, they lose their purpose in the classroom. Like, Oh, they really I do. I don't change my provision like the, the for the week. I might change a little bit here and there, but I was on Wednesday. I was like, oh my God, they've lost the plot. I'm going to have to put different things out on Thursday. Otherwise, they're just going to go mad, like run around the classroom going crazy. So, um, yeah, never mind my purpose. They had no purpose by Wednesday afternoon. I'm sure. So, yeah, no. What was your 
what's the purpose of your uh, your guest today? Okay, so my guest, who I'm waiting, hopefully he'll shortly um, tune in. Um, I'll just briefly introduce him. Yeah, totally. Um, his name is Action Jackson, and mm-hmm. um, I'm sure you've seen him all over Twitter, um, smiling. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the other day someone said he was on Britain's Got Talent. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So he is the UK ambassador for happiness. Um, he's an award-winning motivational speaker. Um, he's an author. He's also a television talk show host as well. Um, so he's what he's done is he is somebody, he mentors many people. So he has actually mentored me on my teacher journey and me helping me to find my purpose. Um, so he is dedicated. So he really thinks about his energy and his passion. And his passion is always shown through. This is shown through his work. Um, it's shown through even just how he is a, as a person. And he uses motivational techniques um, to help people to feel motivated, motivating young people, motivating teachers, motivating leaders. Um, he works all over the country. And um, yeah, just wanted to talk to him about purpose. So why did he become the UK ambassador for happiness? So I'm going to think this is him. I just had somebody mm. call in. Somebody, well, let me see. He sounds like Mr. Motivator for the... Do you want me to be honest? He is Mr. Motivator. He's the modern day motivator. Yeah. Yes. Hello, hello, hello. Woo! We've got him live. Motivator. Motivator. I'm, I'm going to mute myself. I'll let you get on with it. <laughs> okay. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. It's a pleasure to be with you this evening, honestly. It is. Honestly, I need to, before you even start talking... Honestly, it is an honour to have um, Action Jackson on the show this afternoon, um, this evening. Um, it is a pleasure. You are, like I said, a motivational speaker. You are influential. You are inspirational. Mm. And tonight we want to just hear from you. And we're yeah. hoping that you will inspire and motivate us also. Yes. Oh, thank you so much. What a privilege to be able to listen in and to share with everybody, everyone who's listening. You are amazing. Remember that. Thank you so much for having me here. It's a it's a pleasure to open up the conversation about life, purpose, and inspiring the next generation. Lovely. Oh, can you hear us? Yes, 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 I can. Perfect. Okay. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, so um, I am a motivational speaker, educator, and uh, I'm a father, a husband, a son, a brother. I love life. Uh, About 25 years ago, I had a dream and a goal to become an actor, and a little voice in my head told me I wasn't good enough. And I battled that little voice in my head. I still do battle the little voice in my head on a day-to-day basis. I realize that it's a fight for life, that little voice battling. And my heart told me that you must do something you love every single day. And that's the whole idea behind it. And I went to school in the UK, uh, in London, then went to do a, a BTEC National Diploma in Engineering, after which I did a Mechanical Engineering degree. But while I was doing my degree in Mechanical Engineering, I, my heart was saying, this is not what you want to do. What are you doing? Uh, because there was something called the tug. And the tug for me was all about energy and entertainment and being able to educate the next generation. 
So what I did was after university, I decided to do, during university, actually, I, I ran workshops on procrastination for my fellow uh, peers at university. And I thought, yep, I would love to do this. And everything turned around for me when I learned uh, something about dreams and goals from Les Brown, who inspired me to really realize that there's greatness within us all. And if someone can help us just navigate that journey, we can really unlock the best of who we are to, to birth that. So what I did was I decided to start a company going into schools, inspiring young people. And that was it 25 years ago. And I'm still going strong. I'm really thankful that I found my purpose and I don't intend to retire from the work of creating a world where our young people wake up happy and go to bed fulfilled. That's amazing. What a journey. Um, do you, why happiness? Why, ha why, why happiness? Well, because if you look at it, ultimately, I mean, you know, um, that's what we're all searching for. We just want to be happy. You don't really want to, you don't really want money. You want money for what money can give you. Um, because at the end of the day, the lady that goes shopping, she buys that pair of shoes, handbag and a dress because when she puts it on, she feels happy. Uh, that person is looking for a job in a space where she wants to feel happy or he wants to feel happy. I really believe that happiness is the foundation to everything because happiness is the fuel for success. Uh, but nowadays, most people seem to think that oh, happiness is a myth, it's impossible to be happy. Well, that's simply because the majority have bought in into the idea and a narrative of do, uh, doom and gloom, and they've squeezed happiness to the side. Whereas for me, I really believe that, you know, it's like with young people, when a child is happier, learning is easier. If the child is not happy, forget it. You can't get through to them. You can't get through to anyone if they're not happy, even yourself. If you're not happy that morning, it's hard for you to even do the most basic thing, like go and have a bath, you know? So I really believe that in the last 25 years, being able to look after my happiness has allowed me to achieve a lot more than when I'm, I'm sad. So happiness is the fuel to success. And they say that there is no way to happiness because happiness is the way. There is no way to happiness because happiness is the way. I like that. Um, yeah. I like that. I like that. Um, should let's talk about um, my journey. How do I know you? Should we, <laughs> should we share that? So that links to purpose. Um, I'm going to let the guests know. Um, so I would say maybe about nine, ten years ago, mm. um, I was I'd finished my university degree um, and I went to, I decided that I wanted to just work in education, find that I was searching for purpose. That's what yes. I did, I was searching for purpose. I found myself, um, I always knew in my heart that I wanted to be a teacher, um, told my parents that I wanted to teach from the tender age of four, used to mm. sit everybody down, play teachers, um, and I feel like a voice in my head always said, maybe you're not, you won't do it. You won't achieve it. Um, yeah. And I remember I went to an open day and I stumbled across the ambassador of happiness. <laughs> um, and at this time, I remember I was um, in my first year of my teaching degree, but I had actually written a letter of resignation. Mm. So... On that day, um, I had made up in my mind that I was going to leave my teaching degree, um, so my um, postgraduate, 
and I no longer wanted to become a teacher because I found that it was really, really hard and I was mm. struggling. And I just kept saying that this isn't for me because if it's for me, why is it so hard? Yeah. And I remember you were there and um, you came and you were at the my um, the school I uh, trained and you were there giving a talk, motivating teachers. And I was thinking, he's generally happy. You know, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes people can put on this whole notion of I'm happy, everything's um, merry and go lucky. But I saw that you were generally happy. And I feel like you saw that I looked so sad, but you didn't even know that I had the resignation letter in my bag. <laughs> And I remember I went up to you and then you just said to me, you said, nobody writes your destiny. And I was like, huh? I was thinking, <laughs> why did he say that? And then that day, I remember after hearing you, and you spoke about purpose and you spoke about and making a difference. And you were just saying thank you to all the educators. And you were like, your job, and um, you make a difference. You do mm. so much. And when you said that, it made me think, you know what, Mary? It's hard now, yes. but it's not going to be hard forever. Of so course. that evening, I left and I ripped up my letter. And mm -hmm. then eight years on, I'm still in the game. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that was a very pivotal moment for me. And I feel like our lines have always crossed throughout those eight years. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like you're someone who you really do believe in what you do and I think what you do is commendable as well mm. so yeah and I feel you helped me with my purpose yeah yeah well do you know what this and this is this is and and, and everybody listen and it's, you need everyone to understand that I exist to help you exist and if we can see that our purpose is all interlocked and there is a symbiotic relationship between everybody that imagine if you know the person that created uh, flights did not create flight. Where would we be today? And if you live life in isolation, you realize that there's not much influence in that's taking place. So by me being at my best allowed you to catch that fire and flame, which allowed you to be your best, which then allowed all the kids that you have come in contact with in the last eight years to be at their best. So you can see that domino effect. And yeah. this is why it's so critical for individuals to be happy, and on their path of pay, uh, purpose, because you don't know who you're gonna influence along the way. So we can't live a selfish life. I think it's selfish not to look after yourself. It's selfish to be burnt out. It's selfish to be at that level where, oh, I don't like my job, why? Because you're there to shine a light. And when you shine your light, you shed light on other people's path. And together we grow and we impact. And that's the quickest way to impact. And I've heard all the great stuff that you've been doing in education, and I'm so happy. And uh, it only motivates me to keep doing what I'm doing because I know that's how we're going to change the next generation's mindset. It's so true. Um, I wanted to ask, how does someone know if they found their purpose? Because right now, um, we're at the point, well, not every school, but a lot of schools... Um, if a teacher wants to resign, um, now is the time to think of handing in your resignation. People are looking for new schools. People are maybe taking a step um, out of their comfort zone and maybe going into leadership. Yeah. Um, but there's some people that are probably questioning, how do I know if this is my purpose? Have I made the right decision? What would you say to them? 
So I think it, it, this is why it's so important to, and there's a quote that says, if you don't know the purpose of something, abuse is inevitable. If you don't know the purpose of something, abuse is inevitable, which means that you need to know your purpose as an individual, why you're doing what you're doing. So how do you then find that purpose? Well, there is one thing everybody wants along the journey of life, which is fulfillment, which is fulfillment. And there are certain things that bring fulfillment. It's not fame, it's not fortune that brings fulfillment. There are other things that brings fulfillment. So if you're in a situation where, number one, you're not growing, and number two, you're not feeling challenged, and number three, you're not feeling loved, it's, it's important for you to start looking for those three things, love, challenge, and growth. And I know that I'm living my purpose because after my work is done, somebody else is going to say, thank you for doing that. You've changed my life. If there is a thank you at the end of what you're doing, you know you're in alignment of your purpose. And there is a, there is a Japanese phrase called Ikigai, and I, I'm, many people have spoken about it. And when I found this uh, Ikigai, A-I-K-I-G-A-I, -I, I looked at it, I thought, oh, wow. I definitely am in alignment with my purpose because a key guy is the interlocking of four different circles. And it starts with what you really love doing. And for me, I love entertaining. But then the second third circle is more about a problem, which is what does the world need? So if I take what I love, entertainment, and I realize the world needs their spirits to be lifted and I combine those two, I've got a mission. I love, and many educators, I love teaching. Okay, the world needs better teachers. Wonderful. Now, the third circle is what you can be paid for. Can you get paid to actually take what you love, which is teaching, to go and make teaching better? The answer is yes. So there's number one, what you love. Number two, the problem. Number three, what you can get paid for. And number four, what are you good at? Are you good at it? Are you proficiently increasing every single day? So the interlocking of those four, for me, I love entertainment. The world needs a bit of inspiration. I can get paid for it. And every day I'm getting better at it. And, and here's the beautiful thing. I am not motivated by the money I get paid. I get motivated by the testimonies and the feedback that I get because I know ultimately that's what it's all about. So if you're sitting there saying, oh, what's my purpose? You want to ask yourself, okay, number one, whose pain do I feel? We are all drawn to, to someone. Everyone has this, this empathy and this compassion for someone. So for me, it's young people and their future. I can't help myself. I'm in a room, I see a young person. How are you doing? What's your goal? What's your dream? If the answer is no, <laughs> you know we're having a conversation about you finding your identity, your purpose, and your vision. So that's me. Other people have a different type of drive and they feel a different pain. A tailor will walk into the room and, and notice a missing button. A chef will walk into the room and taste the food and say there's not enough salt. Uh, so, so, so we're all built differently. You know, an architect will walk into the room and the only thing they will see is the shape of the, of the room. You know, a graphic designer will walk into the room and see something different. We are all built differently for the very purpose of why we're on this planet. Even you, if you look at animals as well, this is how I know we're built for a purpose. Okay, the woodpecker, did you know the woodpecker actually has a cushion between its skull and its brain? And the woodpecker's brain is held in, in like an elastic, sort of almost like a seat belt, so that when it's pecking wood, it's got this shock absorber. I thought, wow. 
So for the purpose <laughs> of why you're built, you're built for the purpose. Look at the camel. When the camel spreads its hoof, it's spread wide so that it can walk on what? Sand. So you now see animals serve a purpose. If animals serve a purpose, how much more us? Even your earwax has a purpose. So you might not know what it is, but if there's one thing I know about purpose is this, everything serves a need. So if you want to ask yourself the question, what need can I meet? What need do I have this skill to meet? And if I don't have this skill, how can I get this skill to go and meet that need? All I say is this, follow the need. Follow the need and you will feel fulfilled. They'll feel fulfilled and we'll make the world a better place. I love that. Absolutely love that. And I think it's so true. I like um, how you have broken down that everything has a purpose. It's true. We think of a chair. A yes. chair has a purpose, a phone has a purpose, mm. a laptop has a purpose. Mm -hmm. And I think if we, I've never actually taken the time to think like that. But now when I think about it, it's true. And um, I was saying earlier that purpose links to intent. So mm. there has to be a reason why we do what we do. Um, what did Leanne has asked, what do you think would be the need of a nursery child who, when asked what he liked about nursery, said nothing? So the child said, it's, uh, that, wow, at that age as well. <laughs> what do you like about nursery? <laughs> nothing. Okay. So here's my next question. What would you like to see at nursery? Then all of a sudden that child starts to express the child's desire. 90 plus percent of kids will tell you that, no, I won't say 90 plus, but a high percentage would say they don't like school. Okay, why? If school, if you could redesign school, what would you do? So I would sit with that nursery child and say, okay, if you could redesign nursery, what would you have? They'll probably say ice cream and pizza every day, you know, but what I will begin to do is to get that kid's desires and then begin to help that kid understand the bigger picture of nursery. Why are you? Because once again, go back to my statement. If you don't know the purpose of something, you're going to misuse it. Okay. He would play football all day. Wonderful. Okay. You love playing football. That's excellent. But then do football players play football all day? No. They don't. Okay. Do you know there's other things that football players, did you know that football players have to read as well? Huh? Football players also have to listen to their coaches. Huh? Football players also. So all of a sudden, because here's what the kids only see. They only see the 90 minutes on the pitch. Then they see the post-game interview. Then they see this footballers flossing on Instagram. They don't see the training. They don't see the reading. They don't see the listening. They don't see the 5 a.m. training. They don't see those things. They don't see those life skills. And I really believe that every child should be seen, should see, watch this, the story behind the glory. I love that. It's true. And I think not only children, I think people in general, because if we think about it, the head teachers and the deputy heads, even us as teachers, even us as people, mm. everyone likes to see the out the product, but nobody likes to see what it, you went through to get the end result. Oh, yeah. What is the story? What was the process? Did mm -hmm. you fall? How many times did you fall? How did you get back up? How did you persevere? And I think it's very, very important to always 
share that with children because for example I remember when I went to do my skills test I always talk to my kids about that when we talk about perseverance because Mm. you have three chances and I shared with them um you can't it's not a 50 percent score you need to score at least I think it's 63 percent which is more than half I remember I revised and revised and revised. I went and sat um, the test. I failed the first Mm. time. And I remember I cried my eyes out, but I said, I'm not, I'm not going to give up. I went the second time I failed and I kept failing by one mark. Mm. And I just said to myself, this isn't what I'm supposed to do. And then after I said to myself, I said, do you want to be a teacher? you want to educate the future generation. Hmm. Now, how would you educate? What would you say to a child who has sat a test and they failed twice? And I said to myself, I will tell them to persevere, keep going, we don't give up. And Hmm. I had to teach myself that day. And I remember going there and I went and I I finished the test within 20 minutes and I had passed and the people in the place came and they hugged me and they saw because I didn't give up and I learned to be resilient and I always share that with my students because I think it's very important as um, teachers to share the the lows as well as the highs so that children know Mm -hmm. that these things do happen you're not always going to get it right you're not always going to get a hundred percent but I'm Mm -hmm. always teaching them that as long as you get one more than the day before yes you've, you've made progress Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and that's it. I think, you know, for me, I, I have enjoyed the growth to success than success itself. And and sadly enough, when a child says, I want to be a YouTuber, I don't say anything. I say, okay, cool. Do you know what they do? Do yeah. you know the process that they have to go through? And this is where we don't, social media doesn't show you that. Social media doesn't show you the heart of campaign. There's a reason why I run 10K every Saturday. There's a reason why I'm reading. There's a re- reason why I'm always praying. There's a reason why I surround myself with good people. Is There's a process. And I think as educators, if we do not show our kids the why behind the what, we are always going to be fighting a losing battle. I repeat, if we don't show our kids the why behind the what, will be fighting a losing battle. What do I mean? I was in a room uh, with a group of like year 11s. And I said, what's the purpose of education? You know, to pass our exams and get a better job. I said, is that it? Because that doesn't inspire the heart. It doesn't inspire anything. I mean, how many of you are not inspired by that? One kid said, oh, because it's, it's, it's the law. That doesn't inspire the spirit. So I said to them, I said, listen, did you know that your purpose on this planet is to make this world a better place with your gift and your skills? And they looked, said, how many of you in this room see problems around the world that needs fixing? Okay, that's why you're here. We need to educate you so that you can go out there and fix the problem in politics, fix the problem in entertainment, fix the problem in education, fix the problem in finance. So all of a sudden, they're now realizing that, hold on, wait, I am actually like this superhero high school where I'm here developing my superpowers so that one day I can go out and save the world with my skills. All of a sudden, that child wants to come to school because they realize that we're here to go and solve a bigger problem, not just to get a job and get to university. I said, and then what? So there's a lot of selfishness that's taking place in terms of how we see things. But we need to open up the picture, the bigger picture. Um, I I have a sort of niece 
who she's uh, in boarding school, year seven. She had to take 18 exams to get into that boarding school because it's a top boarding school. And I said to her, I said, how are you finding it? She said, it's tough. I said, you know why you're there? She said, I don't know. What, to get good grades? I said, no, it's bigger than that. Then I painted a picture. All of a sudden, she feels better going into class. Now she's not competing with her peers on top grades. Even if she gets top grade or not, she knows the bigger picture. Because if there's a means to an end, the grade is a means to an end. Let's not make the grades the end. It's so true. It's so true. And I think um, just, I think that's given me food for thought in terms of my own practice. Um, having per- being, having purpose behind why you're doing what you're doing, I think is so important, especially for um, students to know why they're doing this. So even if it, they did want to be a YouTuber, even if you did want to be a footballer, okay, a football, like what you said about a footballer, um, they need to be good at maths. So all these things i think it's very very important that we also i am going to reflect tonight and think about how i speak to my students as well and what i say to them yeah if you start your lesson with the big why you never have to struggle with teaching the how because they get it they're more in tune okay before we start do we know the purpose of our existence number one that just listen this is going to take literally three minutes of your of your class in your lesson if you can't do this three not even up to three question one do we all know the purpose of our existence on planet earth give them an answer to make this world a better place do you know the purpose of school so that i can de- develop my skills and my gifts so that i can make the world a better place excellent what's the purpose of this subject so i can develop skills in this subject and i always say to educators maths you're not teaching maths you're teaching problem solving English you're not teaching you're not teaching English you're teaching communication skills okay stop saying you know it's just English no one likes maths but everybody loves problem solving yeah they do okay uh art it's not just art it's creativity drama it's not just drama it's growth mindset and active learning science analytical skills we need to show them the bigger picture of that subject. They will never, that's why they say to themselves, hold on, why am I studying this? I'm never gonna use this in my life. You never use maths, but you always use problem solving. Maths is strengthening your problem solving capacity so that one day when you get out there, solve a better problem, you're gonna get to go help somebody else. You do that for every lesson, they'll remember that. They're in tune, even when they feel like giving up. Remember, you're developing your problem solving skills so that one day you can be a problem solver. So true, very, very true. Do you, um, what would you say if somebody has started a journey and maybe the journey, um, so let's say they feel they're um, living purposefully, I would say, Mm. and along the journey, it's maybe the course of the journey has changed a little bit. Yeah. What do you say to people a lot when that happens? Um, if the, if the, I mean, the, the journey will always change. I think if, if you're sincere with your purpose and the journey changes, then don't take heart because sometimes it will be difficult. There will be some uphill battles. Okay. Now, if you find that the uphill battle is actually burning your life and your soul away, you need to pause and seek advice. Maybe you're trying to fulfill that purpose in the wrong place. Okay. That's number one. A couple of things you need to ask yourself. Who are the people around me? Number one. Uh, What place am I at? Number two. And what plan do I have? Place, people, plan. 
Very essential for you to understand that. So if you're on the journey, if you hold on to your why, the methods might change. Someone can leave education can, and still be able to influence education. Mm. Someone can leave the classroom and still be able to influence within the realms of education. So don't be so stuck on the vehicle, but be obsessed about the end results. I think some people, I must do it this way. Really? Just ask yourself, what's the end result? I can open up a restaurant tomorrow morning and still influence education. How would you do that? Probably hire some kids, get them to come in on the weekend to come and learn the essence of how to cook properly and still get my purpose that way. So anyone that's on that journey, that's finding it tough. Number one, please look for people who can support you on that journey. If your why is pure and sincere, that will keep you going. You might just need to change your method. You might need to change the people, change your plan, but don't let go of the why. Thank you so much. Um, do you have, what would you say? So if someone said to you, um, you could give three top tips um, on finding purpose, what would they be? Number one, know that everything is created for a purpose. Okay. Number two, live from gratitude. Live what is gratitude? Gratitude is being grateful for the things that you take for granted. So apparently the brain is designed to find the negatives in life. So every time your brain looks for the negative, you must also tell it to look for five positives as well. So your brain is trained for looking in the, for the good. Gratitude is I'm grateful for my, my life. I'm grateful for this country. I'm grateful for Wi-Fi. I'm grateful for food. I'm grateful for my mouth. I'm grateful for my stomach. I'm grateful for my toilet because it allows me to do you know what. <laughs> because <laughs> without my toilet i'm in trouble okay so i'm grateful because every time you are grateful for something your energy increases and once your energy increases your outlook to life it changes and then you ask yourself this question who can i help with my gift who could i serve with my gift who could i serve with my gift it's a phrase who can i serve with my gift who can I serve with my gift? Who can I serve with my gift? And if you then say, I have no gift, what gift could I develop to serve someone? What gift can I, or what talent? Who could I serve with my talent? If you say, I haven't got no talent, what talent could I, serve, uh, could I develop to serve someone? I've got no talent. Who can I serve with my skills? I've got no skills. Where can I build up my skills so I can serve someone? It's always coming back to serving someone. So number one, I think it's so important to walk in gratitude, love yourself, walk in gratitude and find someone to help. Now, remember this, those first two things started with you. Don't help others if you haven't helped yourself. Don't pour from empty, all you educators. Stop talking about I'm burnt out. You're not supposed to get a medal for being burnt out. What does, how, what advice, because I feel like there's quite a few teachers um, who are feeling burnt out, but sometimes I think people don't want to admit that they're burnt out until it takes a toll on their mental health and they're no longer because I feel like happy teacher happy class that is my philosophy I always say if I'm okay my class will be okay if I'm not okay my class won't be okay because I will never be able to give them a hundred percent okay now check this out right yeah if you collapse dead tomorrow morning god forbid you're going to be replaced within a week yep within a day yeah exactly so that, that the value, you're very important. Now, if you're not looking after yourself, the people you say you care about, you don't really care about them. 
Because if you're the engine of, if you're serving them and you burn out, you're not going to be of service to them. That's why it's so important. And please, and I, and I don't blame people for this. Giving is such a beautiful thing. It's part of our nature. And when you get obsessed with give, giving and you don't like receiving, you have that guilt for taking a break. Half term now. Everyone's on Twitter talking about education. Shut up. It's half term. Let's talk about what we're going to eat, what we're going to drink, where we're going, what fun we're going to have. It's half term. Put pause on it. Put a yeah. pause on it. You can pick that conversation up during the term time. You deserve to take a pause so you can come back sharper. So here's what I would say. I think it's so important that you stop and pour into yourself because life is two-way. You breathe in and you breathe out. You try breathing in and not breathing out. It's impossible. You need both. You need both. You need both. So, and I think it's counterintuitive, but you need to build systems around it. So here's what I say. Yellow flags, blue flag, red flag, black flag. Yellow flag says, oh, I'm a bit tired right now. Yellow flag. When people get the yellow flag signal, they carry on. Dangerous. When you get a yellow flag, oh, I'm a bit tired. Pause. Take a drink. Have a nap later on in the evening. When your well-being steps into the blue flag, then all of a sudden it's like, I've got a headache. I don't feel like getting up this morning, but I'm still going to go anyway. I'm going to keep pushing, keep pushing until things get to that red flag where collapse in a corridor or you're pulling out your hair in the car on the way home and you don't normally pull your hair because of stress. Now, deal with things when they're the yellow flag but if you catch it at the blue flag, deal with it. Because once it enters the red flag, dangerous. Because the black flag means end of, meaning you can't carry on with your profession because you're out of the game. And I know okay. teachers who have resigned saying, I can't do this anymore for my mental health. So I deal with well. them. Mm, yeah. I think that is so true. And I think um, one thing I'm learning is this whole thing of being burnt out. Um, sometimes people can see it as a weakness. Um, or be, you know when you get to a point where you're like okay enough is enough um, I think I actually commend people who are able to stop yeah. and say well actually this isn't good for my mental health mm -hmm. well actually um, I need to take a step back I think at the end of the day those are the real winners because and they are the stronger people because there's others who don't go and say enough is enough and they just continue and continue and continue and um, this week someone said to me, they were talking about a tree and they said that they've seen a tree with um, sway from side to side, but it doesn't fall. But they mm. said when a tree falls, they've never seen a tree get back up. Yeah. So they were like, you have to know, don't allow yourself to get to the point that you fall because you won't be able to get back up. So it's very important to know when to take a break and when enough is enough. Oh, yeah. And, and, and the thing is, it can't be an emotional thing or intellectual thing. It has to be a literal systems thing, meaning what have you put in place today to take a breather? So if you don't have, you can have five minute activities, 15 minute activities, 30 minute activities, two hour activities, daily activity, a week activity, six week activity. But make sure you have activities along all those spectrums. So I don't have the time. Oh, let me quickly do my five minute activity. For me, my five minute activity the other day was to buy ice cream. That was it. And I sat for that 15, well, for that sort of five minutes, I had my ice cream and I felt good. And that was it. Or it could be just dance to your favorite music. 
simple things in place. Exactly. Because you'll be so surprised how the simplest thing rejuvenates you. It's never the burden we're carrying. It's the perception about the burden that we're carrying. And the fact that we're moaning about it. So it's so critical that you put a system in place. Then listen, you can't, a life of purpose is intentional, not accidental. A life of purpose is intentional and not accidental. I like that. You have to be intentional, meaning this is the plan and I'm following it. Not whoops. Oh yeah. By the way, no, no, no. Forefront, forefront. Next week, I'm going to be talking to some uh, graduates of a PGCE, and this is what I'm going to be talking about. How do you protect your power and your purpose? Mm-hmm. You know, because you're needed in that classroom. Because you can't be, listen, hi, guys, look at me. Uh, I work so hard. I'm burnt out. I'm stressed all the time. So, yeah, follow my lead. It's not a good example. It's so true. It's so true. I feel like even today, you've got me thinking about my own purpose mm. yeah and thank you honestly so much um mm. for the work that you do um i feel like you're someone who you see the educators you see how much we pour out and i think you're always there to remind us to pull back into ourselves and even the work that you do um mm. it's phenomenal and it's commendable and we need people who are always like just reminding us of purpose and just reminding us to also be happy you can do your job and be happy you can Mm -hmm. actually love your job you can wake up every day and you can feel fulfilled and you can feel happy yeah and I do think it's true some people feel that it doesn't exist but I do feel like you said happiness is a choice oh yeah Oh yeah. It's a choice and we can choose. And it's a perception thing. You know, the world has got their narratives and you can create your own narrative. Uh, we're not saying that the work is not hard. It is difficult. Everyone's going through difficult situations, but there is definitely a silver lining. There is always silver lining, whether it's the kids reaction to life themselves. And sometimes, you know what, pay attention to the children and see how they live life. People are, oh, we've lost two years of learning. How are these kids going to bounce back? Children are more resilient than we give them credit for. Yeah, they are. They yeah, definitely. Are. I remember um, my class that I'm, I teach year three and um, when they came to me, they were the last time they were in school was reception. Mm. So that means they've missed um, phonics. So that's been able to decode and all of the um, I would say the building blocks. And I won't lie to you. I was very worried, very worried. And I sat down and I was like, I don't think I can do this. And we were, our results were at the beginning, one of the lowest results in the school. And we've got one more term left and they have just wowed me. Mm. They have shown, they have been so resilient and they have persevered and they literally, they got to where they needed to be. And for me, I commend them because I'm like, you've worked hard. Like they have worked hard. And like what you said, children are resilient. Yes, lockdown did happen. However, lockdown has eased we're back at school and we're moving forward and and you know what if anything we adults the the kids you know they've forgotten about the pandemic it's we the adults that keep bringing it up in conversations oh my gosh the pandemic they've moved on they've Mm -hmm. moved they're ready to live life they're ready to enjoy but have you noticed as adults we tend to hold on to the past we tend to put the past on a pedestal and put the future in the pit Mm. you know 
because it's, oh, look at what we went through, look at what we went through. If the people that went through the deep, dark depression kept holding on to it, we won't be where we are today. Someone had to lift up their head and say, what does the future look like? Let's keep on moving, let's go forward. Yes, we've got our scars, but you know, these kids are ready to embrace the future. We're the ones holding them back by giving them the same old narrative and they buy into that narrative, they develop learned helplessness and they can't help themselves to grow. They're ready to bounce, they're ready to learn, they're ready to move. We need to position ourselves ahead of them, shouting the right message instead of pulling them back. They're ready to go. It's so true. It's true. So we are coming to the end Mm -hmm. of our fantastic conversation. Um, Where can people find you? Yes. So I live on Twitter at Action Jackson. (laughs) Action Jackson, I'm always tweeting. I'm on LinkedIn as well. Action Jackson, you can connect with me on there. Or you can send me an email, jacksonican at icloud.com. I'm always doing training along with my team, the Fix Up team. We go into schools, colleges and universities to inspire. If you need someone to come and do your inset day, your CPD sessions, a conference, or you need a speaker for your kids and your students and your learners, we're definitely available to help and empower the next generation so that we can achieve what we believe is possible thank you and i would just like to say thank you so much for this conversation thank you for dropping your gems as mm-hmm. always um thank you for doing what you do and just continue inspiring keep on being happy and keep on spreading the positivity thank, thank you, you so much. much it's been an absolute pleasure what a great way to start off our half term hey have a great half term everyone you have a lovely half term. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, so we've come to the end of our Saturday Twilight Show. And I would like to say our guest was absolutely amazing. Thank you to Action Jackson. Also, thank you to Leanne. You were both phenomenal. That was amazing. And I just wanted to say I'm hoping that you've all taken something from tonight's Saturday show. Anyone who's just joining now and that you've missed the beginning of the show, the show will be available for you to listen to on Podbeam. I would just like to wish everybody a lovely half term and just think about what was said tonight and think about purpose and think about why you do what you do. My name is Mary Okello. I host the Saturday Twilight Show. Thank you for joining in and have a lovely evening. You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.